G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. Well, joining me on tonight's show is Stephen Dow, speaker, trainer, and published author. Good night. Good day to you, sir. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, Good I'm in a strange to you too, Alex. I'm in a strange mood. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm excited to chat with you. Uh, we're going to be talking about resilience and how we can be resilient as young people, which is something that all of us need to learn yes. how to be. It's very important. But we're going to go through these. 1 to 11, you brought the top habits that we should be learning That's right. to be resilient. Yes. But before we get into these, Stephen, I want to talk about your personal testimony. You know, before people go, well, who is this guy and what can he teach me about resilience? Tell us about your testimony, just like a quick snippet. A quick little grab. I was raised in a church, became a Christian as a, as a boy, went away from my Christian beliefs as a teenager, went far away mm. from my beliefs as a Christian teenager. Uh, developed a lot of very bad habits, including alcohol and drug addictions. Went down south uh, in my attempt to run away from all the problems that I had in Brisbane. Had a serious accident, fell 30 feet off a cliff onto rocks with with major injuries throughout my body, including a major brain injury. And then I had a stroke whilst in my coma. The response from the medical teams was very negative mm. and the prognosis was very negative, believing that I would never recover and I had a complete brain cognitive shutdown. Couldn't read, write, speak, understand, comprehend, dress myself, etc., etc. all of these things. Mm. One year in hospital, 10 years in rehab, 10 years in rehab of my own voluntary desire to get better at home. Mm, uh, wow. taught, taught myself to read, to write, to think. I lost about 45 kilograms in that year that I was in hospital. I had a long way to go. I had very little to work with. So I had to work very, mm. very hard for all day, every day for about 10 years to hopefully reach what I considered a normal person. And I wanted to look like and sound like a normal person would look. I, that's completely your yeah. decision whether or not I've, I've reached <laughs> that goal. I think you're a very normal person. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. So with resilience... All day, every day, and, and even now, 30 years later after the, after the accident, I still have struggle with a lot of pain and a lot of difficulties, and my brain just doesn't do things that I want it to do. Everybody would say that. Everybody would say my brain doesn't do exactly what I want it to do, mm. but I'm talking about very basic things. Yeah. Things that I have learned that I've done many times, all of a sudden it'll just stop, and I won't be able to do what I should be able to do every day. Mm. There's a whole lot of issues, but basically resilience, especially during that 10 years, Long-term unemployment, lost all my, well, most of my friends, mm. lost my entire lifestyle, lost everything that I that I knew, and it took me those ten years to build back. So during that period of time, I learned a few valuable lessons. Mm. Uh, and one of them is how to be resilient. How to be resilient, and yeah. the things that we're going to be discussing today. We're talking tonight about the top eleven habits of resilient young Christians. So, Stephen, what's the very first habit that we need to to do? The very first habit of a resilient person, and really number one or number two or number three, 
you know, well, that's a matter of opinion. But to me, the first thing that you must learn how to do is to pay attention. So mm. with paying attention, there's three basic steps that I would recommend. Okay. Okay. Now Number the, one. The first one is, it's a nice little acronym. It's E-A-R, meaning ears. Now, if you saw me, which you can't do on the radio, which is to my complete advantage, but if you saw me, <laughs> you would see that I have a good set of ears on me. So if the E, if you just remember ears... And you remember that E stands for eye contact. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you do when someone is speaking is you look at them. When I'm saying that, you don't want to be freakish about it. The second thing you must do is the A. So E is for eye contact. A is for absorb. Now, the best way to absorb is to do R, which is repeat. So what I can oh. recommend is that if when you're speaking, Alex, yes. I'm actually repeating what you're saying to myself inside my own brain. So I'm not like moving my lips because you'll think that I'm weird. If I'm, <laughs> yes, I if, if I'm moving my lips while you're like talking. A puppet. If I'm repeating your words, Alex, in my brain, mm. then I'm listening to you. I'm absorbing what you're saying rather than practicing what I'm going to be speaking about yeah, as soon cool. as I get a chance. Mm. Now, if you do that, you will notice that your brain starts to turn down all the other sounds in the room. So you'll have a better chance of absorbing what they have to say and therefore remembering them. So mm-hmm. eye contact, then absorb by repeating mm-hmm. what they have to say in your mind. Uh, okay, yep, cool. So paying attention, that is the greatest skill that you can develop. We have just covered number one, which is paying attention. Yes. I'm paying attention looking at you right now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what is number two, Stephen? You will go far in this one. Yeah, thank, you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes, commitment. Well, there's... Three questions that you must ask yourself before you commit to anything. Mm -hmm. The first thing is, should I be committing to this? Should I as a Christian be committing to this project Mm -hmm. or committing to what it is that I'm saying? If you have committed to the Lord, the answer is usually pretty clear. The second thing, the second question you need to ask yourself is, what do I need to give up? if I'm going to commit to this project. Yeah. Because that leads to the third big question that you need to ask yourself in deciding before whether or not you're actually going to commit to the project is what sort of result am I going to offer? Mm. Because so many times we commit to something, we're full of energy, we're full of commitment, we think, yes, I'll drive towards this. And then when it starts, it's a lot more boring than what we thought it was going to be. Yes. And we get a lot of things that come our way that are much more fun to do, that are much more interesting to do, and we start to develop these little excuses in our mind of how we can get our way out of it before you start the commitment simply to ask, what sort of result am I going to give? Now, if you're a Christian, you have to think about, obviously, Jesus Christ. Did Jesus Christ go halfway with anything? Did he say? No. No? (laughs) Did he say, hey, look, all you need to do, you Roman soldiers, is give me a good, firm talking to and I'll be fine? (laughs) Did Did he go halfway? Has anybody who's ever achieved anything wonderful in this world gone halfway and delivered a, a so-so no. result. No one. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, exactly. So they're not famous. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, good luck to them exactly. if they did, if they could only give half effort and get full results. That, good luck to them. That's right. I've never met them. No. So if you do meet them sometime along the way, please let me know who they are. Yeah. I'd love to meet them. <laughs> but if anybody's going to create anything or any wonderful part of their life or anything great in their life, they need to actually go through those three questions. Number one, should I commit to it? Number two, what will I have to give up if I commit to it and am I willing to give those things up? And number three, what result am I going to offer? Because if I'm going to offer 
a half-baked result. Really, I shouldn't have committed myself to it to begin with. Stephen Dale, speaker, trainer and published author. We've been talking about habits of resilient young Christians. Uh, Number one was paying attention. Number two is commitment. And number three is resilience. So tell us about resilience. Resilience is a huge topic, but there are two things to think of. Can you, Alex, think of what the arch enemy of resilience would be? Uh, nope. Got Can't think of it? Okay. <laughs> because we're on time restraint, I'll, oh. I won't be patient. I'll just jump right in and say the word is convenience. Yeah. If something is convenient and if you're living a convenient life where everything is at your fingertips... Your neuroplastic brain will say there's no need to be resilient because I don't have to sit and work anything out anymore. It's all done for me. True. Your brain, well, it develops a lack of resilience because resilience is a muscle. The more you flex it, the stronger it gets. So we're we're not flexing. We're not flexing our mind when it comes to resilience. So that's the first issue. The second issue with resilience, and I know it's a huge topic, we could spend it's a big days topic. talking about this, but we've only got a couple of minutes. The second issue is is for people to start to understand that there will be problems to be solved. So the first thing that you do to develop your, your skill of resilience is to step back a little bit from convenience, thinking about, well, it's great to be convenient. It's great to – we live in a very convenient world and a lot of it is wonderful. But a lot of it is, well, how much of it is is actually teaching my brain not to learn, mm, not <laughs> problem solve. Yeah. I mean, we don't even have to learn how to add up anymore. We've got a calculator on our, on our phone. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was in year three at school and I was trying so hard to learn my times tables. Um, but then at the end of it, I just gave up because I'm like, well, I've got a calculator. And look at me now, a 23-year-old that still doesn't know my times tables. <laughs> there you go. So, same with spelling. Because I was like, oh, well, I've got that. So my brain was like, okay, well, I don't need this information. But, but Here I am. Absolutely true. And what it needs to do, and what it does as well is that I don't even have to remember. Remember it. I don't have to remember phone numbers. I don't have to remember how to spell words. Mm. I don't have to remember anything. But basically, all these things are robbing you of your ability to be resilient. Mm. Your brain needs to learn these things. Once again, resilience is a muscle. You've got the more you work it out, the bigger and stronger it's going to get. True. Well, Stephen Dale has been my guest on tonight's show, speaker, trainer and published author. His book is called Bouncing Back When You Hit Rock Bottom. Check it out. It's awesome. It's all about his journey from uh, falling off a cliff, almost dying, and then 10 years in rehab. Uh, but, of course, what's been happening now as well. So we will continue a couple more of those habits later on in the next couple of weeks. But those habits of young, resilient Christians, the ones we went through tonight, number one was paying attention, number two, commitment, and three, is showing resilience. We'll see you next time, Stephen. Thanks for being my guest. Wonderful. Thank you, Alex. Look forward to it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.